Welcome to CTW. I'm the current reigning defending champion, Jake Golding. Joined alongside with me this week is Dylan Sariva and the provider in the main event with me, TJ Albin. TJ, what's up? Goldberg, damn, it's been wow, back to back, isn't it? Dude, isn't it crazy that he's back to back with us this like this time around? I know, I can't believe it. That never happens. I, I, can't, I can't, it doesn't ever happen. My goodness. Yeah, guys, it's gonna be such great. I couldn't make it. I couldn't make it to the whole show, but I wanted to be in the opener. Dylan, what's up? Long time no see. <laughs> what's up, buddy? Come on, you won't give people the dead air. What's up? Little, little fuzz thing fell off my mic there. The spit god. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're fine. You're fine. I like. I take this thing off all the time. It's all good. Uh, you know. I don't even know how to work my mic. I bought it at Walmart. Wow, not even repping his own brand. Who are you talking about? <laughs> the Target. Yo, guy. Yo. I had to get the best deal for this microphone. If I wanted to keep it cheap, I had to go to the cheapest place ever. Target was not doing it for me that day. But yo, guys, I got to skip out for this recording, but I'll let you know if I'm there at Cheap Shop, bro. Dylan, you're still in the main event, right? Yes, sir. Refereeing. All right, good, bro. I'll see you there, but I'll let you guys know if I'm there. All right. All right. All right. All right. Bye, Goldberg. And there you go. Wow. Wow. He made it to this episode again. I can't believe that's two for two, bro. He's going back, back to back. To but, well, speaking of back to back, we put out three episodes today. We got Savio Vega on one. We got Blackheart on another. And then we have us right now. I'm literally competing with myself today. I love it. There's no competition for CTW right now. I mean, not right now. I mean, for what I'm looking for. I'm looking for like that big competition. But I, I said, I'm going to compete myself. I wanted to try to see what would, what works. You know, I thought might as well, you know, let me pull out the old editing editing vibes i said i gotta do something big before uh wrestlemania before i leave and before my big return to the ring at cheap shot i'm very excited for that and i'm very excited for me to take the ctw championship off goldberg even though you know he just left he's very excited he seems like very uh very uh very proud bro yeah he's very proud of ctw oh, well, i think what's crazy this week too is you got march anniversary coming up on uh, march anniversary is coming night? up friday night friday night 7:47 time massachusetts go listen to those episodes with savio vega and blackheart two great interviews with savio i mean unfortunately there's a little uh miscommunication i'll say at the end go listen to it if you have not yet but with blackheart i enjoyed uh, that interview very much um, I wish I got a little more time with both, like both with Savio and with Blackheart, but I really appreciate their time and uh, I respect what they've done for the business, not only for myself, but also uh, hopping on this podcast and talking to me one on one. It was very exciting and uh, very uh, good opportunity for us uh, to talk with two, I'll say two great minds in the business, obviously two great minds in the business. 
you know, one that's headlining like shows and you also have one that's creating opportunity for guys that are just growing like myself in the business. Oh, and you know, the boss Blackheart, I saw, um, as everybody knows, CTW is affiliated with Showcase. I saw the gauntlet for the gold. The old man's getting in there, huh? He is. He is. So what's funny is, is that he, he, we were talking about it and he was kind of like off, off, uh, off air. We were talking for a little bit. He's like, oh, you getting yourself in there? I said, no, no, thank you. I'm good. Dylan, you do not know what goes into that gauntlet for the gold. You do not know. You all right, think about it this way. <laughs> Don't boo me, bro. You go in there. You go in there, bro. It is a chop fest. I'm going to tell you that right now. For anybody that's green in the business, they like come out full red out of that match. I remember years ago, uh, Hugo showing me a picture after his first uh, gauntlet for the gold. He wore so he he told he showed me what he wore. He wore Cody Rhodes style tights. Like you remember, like the like the when when he first started getting back into the independence with that green and brown. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, he yeah. got the same exact design. So everybody called him Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, and um, called him like different names of Cody Rhodes, like Stardust or like uh, Smoke and Mirrors, like shit like that. So it was funny. So he told me that, but it's just like it's hard to see guys, new guys, go into that match. <laughs> I'm going to be sitting there ring announcing all these people, or it's either me or Sarge that's going to be ring announcing the gauntlet. And if it's not me, I'll, I'll definitely be sitting first row and watching this. There was one year. I remember this was my first gauntlet for the gold. And I was working security in the back of uh, the Totten VFW. No, I know I'm getting off subject. And I know I didn't want to, I said to myself, I didn't want to talk Marchiversary because I did that with them, but I'll fuck it. I don't care. It's my show. I'm competing with myself here. Let's be real. I think it's, it's something worthwhile to talk about Might as well. So I think, I think I said this story, but it's okay. Uh, at Marchiversary, my first one, the gauntlet for the gold was the main event and I was working security. So obviously everybody picks the names and whatnot out of the hat and they get drawn. Nick Diamond, who's competing at cheap shot and, Marchiversary was entered into the match. He got thrown over seven times in that match because fans kept saying one more time, one more time. So he kept going over the ropes and landing on the apron, going over the ropes and landing on the apron. Ronnie ribs is throwing him back in. You guys want one more throws him back in the ring. Does it one more time. Chops him to add to it. His chest was all red. His legs are all red. The kid looked tired. I love the guy to death, but he looked so defeated after that match. I felt so bad because I'm just watching in the back. I'm like, oh, I wish, you know what? I'm kind of glad I'm not in there tonight. Thank goodness. Because I was only a month into training at the time. So I was like, I, I learned the little things about, okay, how to get eliminated or how to work a, like the, a rumble style or a battle royal style. But for that, I felt bad for Nick, but it's like also created a moment at Marchiversary. So that was really cool too, to see. And it created a lot of different um, opportunities because a lot of uh, the different stories that have come off of that, like take uh, Sean Candido winning the Sons of Liberty championship uh, back in 2020, he carried it through uh, the pandemic era for showcase for wrestling. Uh, Take a guy like Ronnie ribs who won it and then won the showcase for wrestling heavyweight championship. There have been many opportunities for people to grow, after winning that gauntlet and they've gone on to bigger success and has led them to uh, bigger opportunities in showcase. So I am glad to see 
a lot of these names, especially Blackheart, you know, Blackheart has never held the showcase for wrestling heavyweight championship. It's his company. You know, that'd be kind of cool to see. I'd love to see him when that'd be a cool W the boss Blackheart. I get to announce him, man, bro. A notch in the belt there. Kind of a notch owner of the company. Check showcase for wrestling heavyweight champ. Check Vince McMahon lookalike. Check. (laughs) Can we talk about Vince? Uh, Like, I know we haven't talked about, I know we like we've had guests on. I know we had a little bit of a break week, but he when he was on Pat McAfee, bro, there was the, the text I sent you guys about Vince McMahon not talking shit about AEW, Impact Wrestling, or any of his yeah. other companies that are trying to go against him. Bro, that's a lot of fucking respect. I give him a lot of respect. He could have said so much live on air, but he did not. That just shows you the class that he has compared to all these other companies that want to talk shit. Yeah. I mean, I I think the thing is, is Vince knows his product speaks for himself and he's been the number one for so long, but I think it was just such a cool interview because that guy has so many stories. I mean, obviously like he's been the owner for almost 40 years, over 40 years at this point, actually. Um, But, you know, working on the road under his father, Vincent J. McMahon, and seeing the old territory ways. Like, I mean, you know, like, obviously, there's a ton of independence and, and you know, little interpromotional stuff. But, like, he saw, like, the territory days where it was, like, you didn't cross people. And, like, you know, kayfabe was, like, God. And it's, like, it, it's cool to hear him talk about guys that have come up, especially – I know they talked about Lesnar for a little bit um, as well. Yeah, because Lesnar was a recent uh, guest on there, uh, on his podcast, uh, talking about WrestleMania and talking about Roman, talking about uh, even Vince McMahon. Even before Vince McMahon was announced to be on the show, they talked a little bit about Vince and their relationship. Yeah. But and with- he, he said, like, he sees Vince as, like, a fatherly figure. And, you know, I'm sure if Pat interviews more guys, you'll hear more guys say that. Um, Absolutely. You know, we all... We, we all know Vince is crazy. Like, don't don't get me wrong. It, it, the man is insane um, in so many aspects. But, like, the guys who have stuck with him for a long time and go back to him, I think he does have a lot of respect for. Um, yeah. If you've ever seen, you know, anything behind the curtain with him and Taker, like, there's so much respect there between those two men. One thing I liked about that interview was that he was able to announce that he's going to be inducting on the undertaker into the hall of fame, which I know texting a few people and I'm going to call them out live on air because I have free airtime that they, some people thought it should have been King. I do not agree with that. I, I, I like the Vince McMahon uh, feel. I like the Vince McMahon, uh, the idea of Vince McMahon doing that for the undertaker. Look, if you're going to go to bat for anybody, it's going to be him. Undertaker is going to be the first one to bat for him. A hundred percent. They're like brothers. Now they're like brothers. Look, you're not the brothers of destruction. You know, you had that great tag team. I get that. I get it. I get it's a brother story, but look, if there's anybody that's going to induct them, it's going to be Vince. The heart and soul of that company was the undertaker at one point. And what better way to do the, do it right in Dallas than with the boss, Vince McMahon. Makes sense. Makes yeah. perfect sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you you listen to a lot of, you know, shoots and, and interviews, stuff like that. There were so yeah. many guys who took 
conversations, contract talks with WCW at the height of the Monday Night Wars. And I mean, very, very toxic environment. Um, Undertaker never did. He always, he he just was. He was loyal to Vince McMahon. Um, And I think there's a lot of guys Taker's worked with that, you know, you could make the argument, oh, could have induct him. But I don't have an issue with Vince. Um, You know, you had not only the business side of their relationship, but their on-screen relationship as well. And I mean, you know, that was a big thing in the Attitude Era, which was, you know, I would say probably the most popular time for The Undertaker. And then even, you know, in the later 2000s there, towards the end of his in-ring career, um, you still had the appearance of the Mr. McMahon character. Um, You know, it's been a 30-year relationship with him and Vince McMahon. The Last Ride docuseries, I think it was well-documented there about their relationship, how they talk to one another, how they were able to work together, like how Vince McMahon is the perfect salesman to try and get getting him back into the ring or how the undertaker kind of sells himself on, okay, one more match. And you saw that and how hard it was for a guy like him at his age to kind of say, I'm done. At one point he said he was happy. He was all set, but then he had to get one more match. What's the one match that the undertaker is going to go out in. And I think it was perfect how his career ended with a boneyard match. I get, we could have had a better opportunity by having fans in attendance for our retirement, but with the age and the circumstances, I think that was best. I'm not going to knock at him. I'm not going to knock at his career. I think that's the perfect way of going. I love the undertaker. I, when I started uh, watching wrestling, it was because of guys like him. Hell, I did so many different younger projects with the undertaker. I remember like back in, I think it was like fifth grade. I swear to God, I made like a, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, I don't know. Dylan, do you remember in our class, we had to like make it like a little piggy bank with like that face of like, okay, someone that you really liked. Or you thought, oh, no, I never did that. You never did that? Not in elementary, no. I mean, maybe you guys did it at North. At North, I did, yes. At North, like everybody's choosing, like, uh, I don't know, like different ball players or whatnot or different people. I mean, I chose The Undertaker. I said straight up, I said, I'm going to choose The Undertaker. I made the hat, I made the hair, I made all that. My art teacher's looking at me like I'm nuts. Like I'm choosing this guy. I'm like, hey, I love the character. It was awesome. It was different. It was, um, I don't, I, I don't like what's the word uh, unique. It was very unique. I, I don't think you can describe the undertaker as anything else, but that like yeah. once in a lifetime character, True. like I, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's somebody in some independent promotion in backwoods, Iowa or Illinois or Indiana, Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota. Very um, specific. <laughs> I'm just throwing random states out there that like has tried to do like an undertaker gimmick. And it's just like that caught fire once. Um, and what made it catch fire was Mark Calloway's dedication to the character and just investing everything he had into becoming the undertaker. Um, I didn't tell you that we're doing something like that for the next video. Oh yeah. We're introducing the underbird. <laughs> We're introducing the Underberg. I swear to God, I got it all worked out. I got someone with like, you know, a buzz cut. They're going to wear all they're going to wear. Oh, are we going to get the real Goldberg versus the fake Goldberg? It's the Underberg, bro. It's the undercard for the Underberg. We're going to get that cheap shot, too. I swear it's going to happen. Find a way to get this happening. But 
But, you know, seriously, a great career by a great legend and a great artist, I'll say, in the ring. He was. He was, like, you know, obviously, like, you think Undertaker, like, a lot of it was striking and, you know, that fighter style. Um, But he had some aerial stuff. Like, you know, obviously, again, age is a factor. But, like, you know, the -the over-the-top rope dive and, you know, the clotheslines. Like, it was just, like, this is a guy seven feet tall, 300-plus pounds, like, shouldn't move like this. Um, Very true. I can't. And same thing, you know, I'm the same way as you, TJ. Like, one of my favorite characters as a kid was The Undertaker. I mean, part of him terrified me. Yep. um, But at the same time, like, just such a, like, I don't know. He's just such a badass. Bro, it's like, such good shit, bro. Such good shit. Vince knew it was going to be such good shit, bro. I hate he had that, a stretch of WrestleManias at the end that were just so good. Michaels Taker 1, Michaels Taker 2, Hunter Taker 1, Hunter Taker 2. CM Punk 2. CM Punk. Yeah, Punk, Punk is low-key. Like I feel like enough people don't remember how good that really was. Well, everybody tries to like you know like sweep that one under the rug. I feel because obviously with the relationship following that for CM Punk and the WWE, obviously. So, I mean, everybody doesn't remember that in the highest regard. So it's like the way I look at it is that CM Punk had the last match for the undefeated streak. And then we just got all, we just got all buried. We all got buried by Brock Lesnar winning it at WrestleMania 30, which is okay, which is what it is now, but it just makes history. It makes history because now we get to see Brock Lesnar who ended the streak and we also see Roman Reigns, who's also defeated The Undertaker at WrestleMania in the main event of the biggest WrestleMania of all time, WrestleMania 38, which, okay, I keep going back and forth about how I am excited, but I'm not excited, but I'm very excited. It's weird to put it like this, and I, I sound like I'm kind of like, I can't decide. I am excited overall because I'm going to Dallas. I get to finally get to be in this big-ass arena, AT&T Stadium, and I get to watch wrestling. I get to watch WrestleMania. And I get to watch Pat McAfee on the card. That's cool, too. That's cool. I mean, I also get to see Roman Reigns in the main event again. No big deal. I like that. Uh, versus Brock. I think before I, I said to myself, and I even said it on here, I didn't like the idea. I didn't like the story. But now with the better build, I'll say, I'm actually very intrigued. It's uh, it's a different uh, dyna- not dynamic, but it's a different uh, feel when it comes to WrestleMania now uh, more than ever compared to every other year. So I feel like this is something different. Maybe I don't know, Dylan. What are your thoughts? I I might like I might just be speaking speaking about it because I spent so much money on this trip that I just need to like find a way to get excited. I am excited no. overall. I'm excited to go. Oh to yeah, Denver. no, I mean WrestleMania is an experience. It's a, it's it not is. just like a regular show. I I would be excited to go. I just like my hesitation. I've said this for like a while now since these rumors first started flying about, and now the build and it's a good build. Don't get me wrong. I think Roman versus Brock is a a fine WrestleMania main event. Fine. Now, as long as it's not like WrestleMania 34. As yeah. long as it's not like that. My my problem is again like the unification bout because I've said it before, their roster is way too big to only have one top title. Like the, and, and that's just my opinion. I now I don't know way. if they'll possibly create a new belt out of nowhere, because that's a WWE move, but well, what if they were to recreate a new heavyweight title but without calling it the world heavyweight? Look, you have the Universal, which is still the youngest title in the business. 
uh, in the WWE so far, other than the 24 7. But let's be real, we don't label that as a big goal. You mean the hardcore championship? <laughs> the hardcore 24 7 I 95 South European Championship. I swear, our truth, he's going to win it again eventually. The Saskatchewan Hardcore International title. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm going to have my belt maker make that next. I'm going to just have title? it all. I'm going to commission that title now. It's going to have all these just names and it's going to have no design on it. It's just going to have names. Sports. Sports entertainment here, folks. I swear. <laughs> no, but like uh, that would that would be cool. I agree with that. If they did like a because I always love the big gold belt. I miss it. I love that big gold. But here's my thing with the, the design process now for a heavyweight championship, their focus is more on those, like I hate to say it, it's more on those side plates now than ever. You're adding your own little flair to that title. Like you take the rock, it had the Brahma bull on it. I thought that was badass. I thought it was just a custom championship just for the rock. No, but now it's interchangeable versus just a nameplate. You got this small little ass part. Now you think about it. It's like, okay, the side plates are the championship. It makes it a smaller title, but it makes it worth something more to a competitor or makes it worth more to a fan. Because I'll be honest, there's a lot of belt collectors out there that want to add customizations to a title or I want to add uh, like huge designs to a championship. People do it. Like, look, we're getting our new CTW championship done. I mean, we're getting a lot of things done for CTW folks. Let's I'll be, I'll be straightforward with everybody here for cheap shop. We got a lot of things planned following that. I give you my word, but back to uh, the championship aspect uh, of it. It's, I think it's cool. I think it's different to add, the little uh, style to it. Like you look at Jeff Hardy when he won the TNA championship, how he was able to do it. Like he had the purple championship, which I, I think a lot of people hate. I love it. I, I liked it. I liked it. Okay. It. All right. All right. At least you, all right. So I got one, here. but I agree. Like, I feel like a lot of people like hate on that belt. Like things I've read where it's like top five worst belt designs. Like it's always in there. And I'm like, why it was yeah. cool. Like, it was cool. Like it was specifically for Jeff Hardy. Like that's who Jeff Hardy is. Bro, I'm not even lying. I was waiting for the replica. I wanted that replica. And when I was younger, I wanted that replica. Now you look at it, people spend like $800 on that thing. And I know for, I have friends and I'll, I'll give them a shout out. Shout out to my buddy, Jeremy, uh, my buddy, Jeremy Raposo, who I went to diamond with. Uh, he, oh my goodness. He showed me all the different championship belts he's had. It's nuts. Like, Dylan, I will show you after we're done recording. It's nuts how many championships he has, how much he spent. I'm not going to tell the number on here, but it's just cool. It's cool It's cool to see as a fan, but I'm like, bro, what's up? <laughs> but back to uh, the championship. It's I, um, I like it. Like, when you look at the Universal. Dude, it just brought something new to the product. It did. It brought something new to it versus having a WWE championship and the World Heavyweight Championship. Isn't that what it's supposed to be? The WWE Championship is supposed to be the World Heavyweight Championship. Now you have the Universal, but now you also need, okay, like a Raw Championship. That's what it should have been, a Raw or SmackDown Championship. That's what I think it should have been. Like, you I don't like those... how they did the women's titles. Like, it's yes. just the Raw and the women's. Yes. I, the I, Raw I... and the SmackDown. The Raw and the women's. You know, same thing. It's okay. It's a, it's okay. We're both, let's be real. We're recording late here, folks. We're recording late. It's all good. <laughs> We're trying to put out three episodes. Damn it. CT dub. CT dub. We keep it cheap here. We keep it too cheap. Anyway, 
but yeah, no, if they were to do like a raw uh, heavyweight championship, SmackDown heavyweight championship, I think that'd be cool. But would how would my thing is on draft night? You have to think about draft night. That's where I look at it. Is like okay, you, when you're at the draft, are you going to be handing over championships like that nonstop? Are we going to see that often with the World Heavyweight Championships? No, I don't want to see that because it doesn't make the title unique. You're That's just true. adding another record for them holding the championship. Like you look at John Cena, imagine him becoming a 17-time or 18-time champion just by handing a championship over. That's how that's, that's how I look at it. That's how I think of it. Because technically speaking, you can label uh who was it? The the Street Profits as uh what I think they're only two-time uh tag team champions. They were one raw, one smackdown, but total they've held two tag team championships in WWE. Think about it that like that's how I'm looking at it. Like it's a different name, it's a different belt, it's a different color, but you also have to think of it that way. As like, did they win it legitimately? When you have the draft, like it holds to that versus okay. Yeah, especially now with the draft back too, like that brings so much more into play. Yes. Like you can't just have the run, the smackdowns, because like even if you look at like the early two thousands, like you had like oh the world heavyweight champion got drafted to Raw, and all of a sudden it's like oh shit, uh, huge moves. John Cena again drafted to two places in one night. Yeah. What a good way for the draft to go out, huh? And then come back. Yeah. All right. Well, actually, not to get off subject, um, I'll get back to what you – actually, finish what you were saying, and I'll get, I'll ask what I was going to say. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I forgot what I was going to say. God so damn it, kid. God damn it. I thought you had some – damn. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> Do you um, – let me ask you. For the drafting side of it, I know we're kind of getting off subject. Did you like the draft lottery style or do you like how they do the picks? I kind of like the picks. I always thought the the picks like I don't know cuz I think of it like fantasy football. Like it's kind of cool like okay. You got to you got to have some sort of strategy in place. I mean obviously it's a work. Like obviously. We all know it's a work. Um surprise what do you mean, if you're new damn to wrestling. What do you mean? It's still real to me, damn it. It's like bro, you're 40. <laughs> um but like i don't know it's like one of those things you're like okay what was the strategy and like picking this guy and like oh all right you snagged like a mid-card title like all right that you know that brings something new to the show that brings all kinds of new rivalries that kind of stuff you know it's like playing my gm in real life when you look at the draft and when you look at how they're doing the title unification the last thing that the wb has to think about is what the network has to say you have fox and you have usa network nbc basically to worry about in these situations so where do you think fox and in, uh, in, uh, usa or nbc are looking at this as you're gonna have one title how does that make us different than what you're producing on monday night how does that make us different than what you're doing on friday night you can have one champion on one brand you know, on both brands yeah, it's it's just not gonna work. It'll be like a couple of weeks, and then they'll they'll come up with some sort of, you know, either battle royal or, or some sort of bracket tournament. It'll be a gauntlet for the gold. Ooh, the boss Blackheart has entered. Blackheart's coming gauntlet. out of nowhere, bro. Blackheart's coming in. All right, kid, who's getting shot first? <laughs> How you doing, kid? 
All right. All right. How are we doing this, boys? Come on. Vega, you ready? All right. Yeah, he's ready to go. Sarge, you ready to ring announce tonight? Yeah, he's ready. He's got this. <laughs> he's got this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love fucking Blackheart, bro. I love him. He's too funny. No, but um, yeah, but seriously, though, like, how are you going to, like, you have the unification. I get it. You have the biggest show, the biggest stage, the biggest match. But you have to think about aftermath of it. Like, you have to think about WrestleMania backlash. How is that going to be affected? How are these other shows going to be affected? Hell, how is that going to affect SummerSlam, which is the next big one, at, which is at, um, I found out, Tennessee, which is at the Tennessee Titans Stadium, uh, Nissan. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I know. See, I didn't even know that until I started looking at my WWE app because it was updating uh, for WrestleMania. And I started looking at the schedule and it's like, oh, okay. I know obviously Allegiance getting money in the bank, but now SummerSlam is going to Tennessee, which I hmm. think is really cool. Really cool to see. They're finally doing the big stadium feel for that pay-per-view. New England cool. deserves Especially a wrestling. summer, like you have the opportunity to go outside. Might as well make it a stadium show. Screw it. Yeah, exactly. But WrestleMania deserves a New England feel. WrestleMania needs New England. Imagine. Fenway, Fenway, Fenway. Where would you rather have it? Fenway or uh, Gillette? With that new, uh, with that new, um, new board, the LED board coming in. Oh, Gillette actually would be pretty cool. Plus, it's a bowl where, like, Fenway, you got so many, you know, awkward angles. Yeah, with Fenway, I you paid have six. I have paid $6,000 for this seat and I'm behind fucking pesky pole. Great. Who's in the ring? <laughs> Excuse me. Hey, John, you like the view? Yeah, I got a fucking pole in my way. Uh-huh, great. Not only are you going to have the poles surrounding the ring, they also have the pole that's holding the blaze up. <laughs> you love that nice big orange foul pole. I can see and if I you sit on the green monster, all the lighting structure is going to blind you. <laughs> we can't see shit. <laughs> we can't see shit. Oh, my God. It's going to be WrestleMania 35 all over again. Yeah, it would be. So they, oh. they definitely have to do it at Gillette. They're going to do it up here in Mass. My issue is if they did it at Gillette, is that, okay, you have to think about this. When you think about both sides, because we've both been to Gillette. Think about this, like how it's divided in the middle, like how it's split in half. You have the yeah. big, you have the big ass screen on one end. Now you have the big ass screen on the other. Think about how much staging they use and think about how much you're losing in seats by just adding a stage or adding um, extra seating on the ground. Your look at the stadium is, I want to say 76, 76,000 seats total. Yeah, because I guess I, I guess what your your best option would be would be coming from like the Hall of Fame area way. That no, because you're open in production. That's open production right there. You're screwed right there. Because that's a gateway. That's an entrance gate. No, I know, but then the the problem is you go from the other way, you lose like that like little like club seating area too. Actually, no, I just realized. Why am I saying that for? They just hosted in Tampa last year. They dealt with that same thing, that same scenario. What am I saying? Ah, they're fine. They'll be fine. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. It's just going to be cool. Yeah. It's going to be nipply. It's hit nipply. That's why I won't think they'll do WrestleMania up here. It's too cold in March. 
Well, they did it in New York. That's what I'm saying is that like you keep doing it in New York, which I get it. You're knocking at your own door, like saying, okay, this is our market. This is our house. Why not New England? Like, why not Boston? Why not um, like New Hampshire? Well, obviously not New Hampshire. There's nothing in New Hampshire. Let's be real. Nothing in New Hampshire. Angor, nothing- Maine. <laughs> We're coming to Bangor. What? A 30,000 square foot college fucking hockey arena. Yay. Curry College. I love WrestleMania season. I think. Uh, but WrestleMania, I'm excited for the big, like the obviously like anything, the big show, like the big event, the big feel. And the one thing I like about WrestleMania is the crowd, like the crowd, the fans. You get to see so many different people, different walks of life. It's not even funny, dude. And last year when it was raining, I saw so many different people just laughing, making like making jokes, like holding their championship belts up, making videos. And the entire time, well, let me tell you something, brother. Every time, I swear to God, I walked by like de- seven, seven different brothers and seven different promos and seven different people saying they're cashing in their money in the banks. I'm not kidding. One guy was having a heart attack on the 300s, and they're yelling down to the 100s saying, we need an ambulance. We need an EMG. Bro, I'm not even kidding. I wish I got, well, it's terrible that I wanted to say I wish I got it on video because I'm not even kidding. Where I'm sitting, it's the it's near the corner of the like of the facility. And I just see people waving their arms saying, hell, we need help up here as soon as possible. Send someone quick. And I'm just like, oh, well, they're having an awful day. Not oh, only tough, they- tough Saturday here or a tough Sunday. You know? It was the Sunday. It was Ooh, the Sunday show. Night two. I'm, I'm, I'm also happy that it's like got a cover this year. We're also covered. I'm not going to be fucking drenched in rain. Oh, did Next- you your poncho? Oh, I already bought my poncho, but I don't think it's going to get into AT&T Stadium. I'm going to be that one guy that's wearing a poncho. Poncho or, guy. I'm going to be that poncho guy. Sir, it's not going to rain here. I know. That's what they said last year. But I'm going to be on all the Twitters, all the Instagrams. Not going to lie. I might do that just to get on the Twitters and the Instagram. You're going to be the new sign guy. I'm going to be the poncho, poncho guy. guy. <laughs> I'm going to be the poncho guy. We're I'm gonna go on Twitter WrestleMania night too, and it's just gonna be trending hashtag Poncho guy. I'm gonna look at Poncho Mania, <laughs> Poncho Mania. Uh, no, dude, that should be a dude. Come on, Poncho. That should have been a T-shirt. I don't know how that wasn't a T-shirt or how that oh, wasn't something that they somebody should. needed to come up with that. Damn. Uh, well, guess what? We have a T-shirt website now, so I think I'm gonna come up with Poncho Mania just for the rain. Just for the rent, I'm gonna have. Oh my god, it's gonna be such a great design! I can see it now. <sighs> I can see it now, Dylan. I I'll say it before, it. and they say it, said it again. WWE just needs to sign us. I mean, get me in the creative room. Yes, you know? please. Yes, please. Uh, Maybe not car though. Maybe not car. I mean, he's not. <sighs> we'll get. We'll take the credit. We'll we'll take 50-50 credit. Him, he just kind of like just goes to the side. I love car though. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. So a couple other things I want to talk about. Obviously, the CW Championship. I'm going to be winning it, and I'm also going to be taking me to WrestleMania. So I'm super excited about that. So we're WrestleMania. Look, 
regardless, no matter what, it's going to be an exciting weekend for me because I'm going to be not only the CW champion, but I'm also going to be at the biggest WrestleMania of all time. And Dylan and Carr are going to have a phenomenal week because I have a surprise for both of you. So talking about Mania, talking about WrestleMania, we're bringing back the WrestleMania parlay. It's going to be Dylan versus Brandon Carr. And if Goldberg wants to join as well, he can join in as well. But, you know, I'm just going to focus on the two hosts here, my two favorite hosts for CTW, Brandon Carr and Dylan Saraba. Dylan, this year it's going to be very different. Obviously, last year we – I'll be honest. I mean, it didn't come out very well because you lost basically both nights the first night. Yeah, tough tough start. But, you know. Tough out. I'm always, I'm always right on the verge of, of winning, and then I just get, you know, absolutely reamed at the end. So here's or at the we, beginning. <laughs> so, <laughs> dude, let's be real. We both got screwed in that main event. You picked uh, Edge. I picked Daniel Bryan. Roman Reigns comes out on top. I know for a fact I wouldn't pick Roman. I would not. I wouldn't pick against Roman. I should have said my apologies. I, yeah, I that was stupid. But new rules this year. No new rules. So here's what we're doing. So it's not even a parlay style. We're just going to do WrestleMania predictions. Whoever has the most predictions correct at the end of the night wins. Simple. At the end of the weekend, whoever has the most uh, wins. And I'm going to announce the prize uh, for the winner on March 30th. Um, It's a very, actually, a very special prize uh, that I've been working on for a couple months now. So Dylan, Carr, you guys will find out what I have in store for you in time. But just know you definitely want to predict perfect. So I wish you both luck. I would love to compete this year in that, but I got other things to focus on this year, like WrestleMania. I want to. I want to actually enjoy WrestleMania weekend, like, like last year. I mean, last year I was very busy. Last year was very busy for me. Oh my god! But uh, I'm excited for Mania. I'm excited to be at Mania again. It's not going to be in sunny Florida. It's going to be in beautiful Texas. I love Texas. Big Texas guy. Huge Texas guy. Huge Texas guy. <laughs> Seems like it'll be a good time. And I mean, that, that'll that be fun. I'm excited to see what the uh, challenge is. So me versus Carr once again. Yep, you versus Carr in the part. Uh, so not even a parlay. It's just a WrestleMania predictions. So if you, uh, whoever scores the most at the end of that weekend will win the ultimate prize that I will be announcing, like I said, on March 30th. So pick correctly. So we'll actually, so here's what we'll do. We'll announce, I'll make that announcement March 30th. And then come April 1st, we'll release the episode for the predictions. So let's just do that. We'll release both nights. We're not going to do like last year where we just took over the entire week. Or I took over the entire week. I CTW took, I took over the entire week. <laughs> but uh, this year, it's going to be a lot different. I'm going to try to be enjoying the vacation, you know, enjoying my time. And um, stepping away for a little bit for CTW. Because, you know, after I win my CTW championship back, I want to enjoy my break. I want to enjoy my CTWW. I want to enjoy the CTWW and uh, enjoy the big W at WrestleMania. <laughs> so, Dylan Carr, I wish you the best of luck. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be exciting. But for now, I know there was more I wanted to talk about in this episode, but I feel like we're at that hour mark. Maybe, maybe just a uh, you know, quick 30 second plug. Shout out Jeff Hardy AEW. Um, you know, yeah, as he's dancing to the fucking ring. He's Matt's dancing to the ring while his brother's getting kicked, and he's just it's like, do you maybe 
want to stop your brother from getting his ass kicked or i feel like he's that guy to fight like where he's like hey buddy you want to you want to try to help out yeah hold yeah, on yeah, yeah. don't get there one sec he's like that guy that says like i can't go out without my music I mean, I'm also that guy. I'm also that guy. This is the greatest show. What are you talking about? That's my theme. Oh my goodness, it is the greatest show every time. <laughs> well, you gotta love your music, damn it! I love my music. It is always the greatest show, bro. I love fucking wrestling, and I love fucking doing what I do because it's always gonna be the greatest show. <laughs> but yeah, Jeff Hardy doing that. What the fuck? All so, things. What the fuck? Wrestling meme of the week. Yes. You know what, Dylan? If you're getting beat up, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk away and just start dancing. I'm just gonna blaring your music. No, yeah, I'll play Greatest Showman. I'll play Greatest Show, and then I'll come back. I'll come help you. You know, I'll do my thing. But I gotta Thanks. dance first. I gotta celebrate and dance first. I never get that. It's like you 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 see the guy getting beat up and you just like you're walking away you're like yeah thank you ever see that like with wrestling when you're oh, at yeah. a live show you see the guy walking to the back he's getting beat up and you're like ah, do oh, I want to all right him? so just fuck that guy huh <laughs> you're gonna take this ass kicking I'm gonna go hit the showers exactly like you look so, at like a uh, like Pat McAfee with uh, Austin Theory you got the guys waiting in the ring you see these two brawling you see, like. You're like, well, I guess I don't have to break this up. You got to have the uh, officials come and break it up. What the fuck? Like this. They'll figure it out. You'll love the the paper glass officials. Oh, yeah. One one punch knocked out for 20 minutes. As the ultimate stop in a match completely. Fucking Sting coming into the ring in 2014. 20 minutes. 20 minutes, dude. I swear to God, I was fucking stopped for action. It wasn't, I know it wasn't, but it felt like it, bro. Because the referee's down, Dolph Ziggler's down, Seth Rollins is down. At that point, I feel like the match could have been done by then. Just all right, there's the 10 count. No one made it back. What the fuck? Oh, wrestling. 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 Yeah. Wrestling. I think it is getting to that point. <laughs> all right. So we will bid you all the lovely adieu. So make sure you follow us on all forms of social media at Cheap Wrestling. And Dylan, it's so nice. Can you do it more than twice for me? At Cheap Wrestling. At Cheap Wrestling. At Cheap Wrestling. Thank you. Make sure you're also following us on all forms of podcasting. We're on Spotify. We're on Google. We're on the Yo Man Espanol dot TTP HTTP slash CTW Espanol dot EDU. We're still working out the kinks on that .edu. I've had some complaints about it. But look, you got to type in .edu. You're not going to get the Espanol if you don't do the .edu. You got to do it right. You got to do it right. God damn it, kid. But make sure you also shop, like check us out at shopctw.com. Make sure you also check out our lovely sponsors um, as they've been talked about on our show. We're also working with some new ones coming up. We will be announcing those in time. Uh, one big one I want to give a shout out to Yeats. Cheap 10 for 10% off at yeats.com, Y-E-E-T-Z.com. Check them out, 10% off on some of the latest and greatest shades. Love Team Clicks, but Yeats, they're they're very stylish. They're very stylish. Very stylish for the summer feel and for, you know, like the, the different feel. Like if you want to kick back, relax, it's like the Pit Vipers, I'll put it like that. It's like Pit Vipers, but a lot better. Check out yeats.com. But for now, we will bid you adieu. For Dylan Saraiva, I've been the provider here for CTWTJ, Alvin. We will catch you guys next time. And remember to always keep it cheap.
and we are on the road to WrestleMania and on the road to Cheap Shot. 